What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Eddie Knight, and this is Nerdy Before It Was Cool, where we talk TV and film, especially ones that are based on comic book characters. If you've taken a stroll around my page, it's not hard to see that I am a DC fan. So I felt it only be right to take a look at all the DC movies coming out in 2022 and rank them by my anticipation. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So coming in dead last for me is going to have to be Battle of the Super Sons. It's going to be a story about John Kent, which is Clark Kent's son, and Damian Wayne, which is Bruce Wayne's son. Definitely looks like it's going to be taking a more serious tone with these two characters. I don't have much knowledge of John Kent's character, and I don't generally care for the character of Damian Wayne. He's a little bit annoying and obnoxious for me. The only instances where I've seen him being involved and it worked for me were ones where he played off another member of the Bat family or when he was written in a more comedic tone and comedic light because his obnoxiousness would at least be played off as comedy and not a serious take into his psyche or personality. I just don't care for Damian Wayne's character too much. At number 11, we're going to have to go Teen Titans Go and DC Superhero Girls, Mayhem in the Multiverse. Now, I do enjoy me some Teen Titans Go in very small doses, but I've never watched the DC Superhero Girls show. The animation style didn't really catch my eye. It definitely looked a little more childish and geared towards kids. To me, this is so low because one, I'm just not the demographic. I do think it will be enjoyable and probably be pretty funny. I really love the Teen Titans Go movie back in 2018. I thought it was super clever. A lot of dope jokes. But for me, it just kind of seems like a marketing attempt to kind of get more eyes on the DC Supergirl show. And I feel like that could have been done in like a crossover episode of Teen Titans Go. Not in a full length feature film. But once again, I'm not the demographic. Could be good. I'm just not too interested in this movie. Next, we have Green Lantern. Beware my power. We got a little insight into this in DC Fandom 2021, but we don't know who's going to be the cast. We don't know anything about the directors. We don't know anything about the direction of the story yet. So for that reason, I just can't really have much excitement about this movie because we don't know anything about it. The little bit of excitement that comes from it comes from we just haven't seen much of Green Lantern over the years. But on that note, everything that we have seen from Green Lantern in the past has been a little bit lackluster, whether it be the movie back in 2011, the series back in 09, or the other animated series they try to do. I'm willing to give this thing a shot, but if they can't get it right, this will be the fourth thing they've tried in this past decade with Green Lantern that didn't work for Hal Jordan. So if it doesn't work after this, I think they should just go ahead and try to introduce John Stewart version of Green Lantern. And before we get into the next topic, I want to talk to you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Load Boost. And yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, for God's sakes, their tagline is come like a porn star. Load Boost is a supplement for men's sexual health that, among other things, increases semen volume, orgasm intensity, and increases ejaculation power. It just also generally makes orgasms feel better for men. So aside from helping you literally boost your load, it also has a premium blend of active ingredients like Hygium, salt palmetto, zinc, and other active nutrients. So it doesn't just make your sexual desires feel better. It's also packed with vitamins and minerals that are great for your prostate. And look, guys, it is no shame at all in wanting a little extra boost. So if you want to boost your load today risk-free, try by going to loadboost.com. And you can use the promo code Eddie. 
10 to get a nice little discount off your first order. That is Eddie 10, E-D-D-I-E-1-0, Eddie 10. Use that promo code on www.lowboost.com today. All right, back to the pot. Next is Merry Little Batman, and I'm kind of excited for this one because I like Christmas movies and Christmas stuff, and I'm always looking for new movies to add to my Christmas time watch list. This is going to be just something fun to watch. I'm not going to be judging this thing as some cinematic masterpiece. On top of that, it's going to be directed by Mike Roth. He wrote a couple of my favorite episodes of Phineas and Ferb. He was a regular writer on the regular show, Camp Laszlo, and he actually wrote the Looney Tunes Back in Action movie hit or miss for some people, but I enjoyed it back in the day. I think this could be really fun. It's going to follow a six-year-old Damian Wayne left alone at the Wayne Manor. So we got the classic old storyline of a young kid being left at home by himself and kind of seeing the mischief that he gets into. Like I said earlier, the only time I really enjoy Damian Wayne is when he's written with comedic effect. And I think this is going to be a pretty cute and funny movie. So definitely more excited to see it than the past three that I just mentioned. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into number eight. Number eight for me is DC's Super Pets. Once again, we got the dynamic duo of Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, if you don't like that dynamic duo, then I can see why this movie may not be for you. Add on top of the fact that it's animation and a lot of adults kind of still view animation as for kids. Even though I don't see it that way, but this movie is definitely going to be more geared towards kids. The animation style, the comedy kind of reminds me of those Secret Life of Pets movies, which is probably why Kevin Hart was picked for his role in this movie as well. This movie is going to be directed by David Stern, who made the Batman Lego movie, which is super underrated. It's actually a really good Batman film. On top of that, he made movies like The Watch and he made The Internship. I love and enjoy both of those movies. His humor just works for me. It's not a movie that I'm going to be rushing to the theater to see in this trying time that we're in right now. But when it hits HBO Max or if it's like a midday thing where the theater isn't very packed, I definitely will go check this movie out. And number seven on my list is going to be Aquaman 2. Kind of low on my list compared to a lot of other people's probably. For me, I thought the Aquaman movie was cool. It was fun and it was needed. I mean, Jason Momoa is just a likable guy and it was just a really fun movie. But it kind of fell in that category of like dumb fun. I don't know if I could call it a good movie. It was it was an okay movie, but I did really love the horror elements that were in it. And I'm interested in seeing which direction they go with this film. If it's going to lean more into that ridiculous campy side, kind of pull like a Venom 2, or if it's going to lean more into the the dramatic serious side and actually focus on telling a, a really good character driven story. I'm curious about it, but I'm not really excited or really anticipating it because I only kind of enjoyed the first one. And number six on my list is going to be Batgirl. Now, this is one of those movies that I'm excited about, but also kind of frustrated about for different ways. But let's talk about the reasons that I'm excited about it first. First, I'm not just a Batman fan. I am a fan of the Bat family in general. Batgirl, Batwoman, Batwing, all the Robins, you know, except Damian Wayne. So I'm excited some more members of the Bat family are going to be getting some shine. I'm also a big Brendan Fraser fan and just to see the abundance of love that he's been getting lately and kind of the resurgence of his career over the years, 
He's killing it over there as Robot Man in Doom Patrol. I'm just really happy to see that he's in this movie. I'm happy to see Keaton's in this movie, but after that, that's where my frustrations kinda come in about this film. As a fan of the Bat Family, we all know that it goes Batman, Dick Grayson Robin, and then introduce everyone else however you want to introduce them. But we haven't seen a Dick Grayson Robin in a film since 1997, and that is just really, really weird to me that the reserves that WB has with Robin. So much so that the first two seasons of Titans was pretty much just a Robin turning into Nightwing story with a little bit of the rest of the Titans kind of trickled in. It's like they obviously want to introduce him but they're kind of scared to so they feel like they have to swarm him around a lot of people i think that we could have got a robin series then introduced the titans later and i feel like the same thing can be done in the film i mean like it's all been laid out for you in the comics and wb just kind of continuously just tries to bypass all of these things when they're in scramble mode and they're trying to course correct and speed things up when they just need to relax and just let things play out the way that they should play out. But anyways, let's get into the top five. These are the ones that I'm actually really, really excited about seeing. At number five, we got Constantine House of Mystery. Over the years, I've become a pretty big John Constantine fan, man. I think one of the best things that the CW has done is cast Matt Ryan as John Constantine. He has killed it in his solo series, even though it only had one season. And my favorite episodes of Legends of Tomorrow was the ones where John Constantine was featured in the story arc. I just thought it made it way more interesting, way more compelling, and he just has this sort of badassery to him that's just really, really dope to see play out on screen. And he also voiced him in the Justice League Dark movie, which was one of my favorite DC animated entries in recent years. Unfortunately, Matt Ryan won't be voicing Constantine in this movie. He's gonna be voiced by Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood is no stranger to DC animated movies. He voiced Batman in one of the best Batman films ever made, period, in my opinion, which is Batman Under the Red Hood. So needless to say, I'm really anticipating this Constantine movie, and I realize I'm probably anticipating it more than most, but that's okay. Let's go ahead and get into number four. Number four is Catwoman Hunted. Man, I love the Catwoman character, especially stories of hers that involved her doing like these grand scale heists. It showcases her skills. Most importantly, it showcases her intelligence and how really devious and kind of sneaky she can be. Catwoman is going to be voiced by Elizabeth Giles. Most popularly, she was on the Nickelodeon show Victorious, but she's been quietly killing it on this show called Dynasty. It is a modern day soap opera. It's raunchy. It's mind numbing. And admittedly, it's kind of a guilty pleasure show for me. And I thought she was the perfect choice to voice Catwoman. Looking at the trailer man and hearing her voice, she sounds perfect. This kitten's always ready for action. Getting into our top three, man, we got The Flash at number three. So I've been waiting on this movie ever since it was announced back in 2019, 2020. Don't get me wrong, I do have some mixed feelings based off what's supposedly about to transpire after this movie and the actions it sets in place, but it doesn't take away my excitement for wanting to see this movie. But being said for what's going to transpire after the movie, there's a ton of rumors about basically 
this movie rebooting and redoing and changing everything in the DCEU. That sounds like a great idea for a lot of the people who don't like the previous vision of the DC movies, but for the people who have become fans of Snyder and love his work and love what he has done, they are not too happy about this. Even though I am a Zack Snyder fan, I'm not angry with the DCEU going for a soft reboot. It's more so the direction that they're taking the soft reboot that kind of makes me frustrated. What frustrates me most is how WB's leadership never stands in front of these rumors. When rumors start swirling around and picking up validity about the MCU, Kevin Feige and his team are in front of that and they're assuring their fans about what's gonna come next, what's gonna happen in the future, what is lies, what is real, and what is fake. Unfortunately, when it comes to DC fans like myself, we don't have a leadership team that conveys that type of information to us. So we're just left with these rumors, the soil on them, and to think whether or not they're gonna be true or false. And that kind of sucks, but you know, it is what it is. Regardless, I'm ready to see the movie. I love The Flash. I'm a huge fan of Michael Keaton's version of Batman. And I'm interested to see on what kind of nuance they provide for his character, seeing as we didn't really get to go deep into his psyche and how he feels and how he operates in his two Batman films. Hopefully it's not just nostalgia bait and I hope it serves some real purpose. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into number two. So number two, we got Black Adam. I'm super excited about this film because of all of the possibilities that could come from it. One of my favorite sectors of DC Comics is when it branches off and gets a little bit weird and starts meddling with the mystic arts. And the fact that Dr. Fate alone is being introduced just, it sends my excitement level through the roof, man. Super underrated character. And to add some extra excitement on top, I've been waiting for The Rock to become a part of one of these superhero universes for years now. I mean, he signed on to do Black Adam back in 2014. They're gonna have to really screw up big to mess this up for me. Guess the only reserves about it I have is I don't know what rating this movie is gonna be. Black Adam's a pretty dark, gritty guy and I think it would be held down by a PG-13 rating in my opinion. I don't know how to say the director's name, so I'm not even gonna attempt, but he has done some horror movies in the past, so I'm really ready to see some of those horror elements be brought to display, and I wanna see how dark they're gonna be willing to go with this character. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into my number one, the movie that I'm most excited to see, and it probably comes as no surprise, and that is The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. I just really love his directing style. I like that no matter what studio he's working with, you can see that style bleed through on every movie that he does. And I think DC needs more of that, a little bit less studio involvement and kind of letting the directors loose and let them play out their full vision. We saw it work with the Snyder Cut. We saw it work with Wonder Woman. Well, the first Wonder Woman, not the second one so much. On top of that, man, this movie kind of looks like a blend of, you know, grounded realism but also kind of embracing the ridiculous. It's not as grounded as the Nolan films. I know a lot of people keep comparing it to the Nolan films, but it looks nothing like the Nolan films, sounds nothing like the Nolan films, the dialogue is nothing like the Nolan films, the color grading is nothing like the Nolan films, and this version of Batman is nothing like Nolan's Batman. This is a completely different take on the character. 
it reminds me kind of of the Arkham games. And that's what has me super excited about this film. There's been a lot of people hating on Robert Pattinson for getting this role, just like they hated on Ben Affleck for getting the role, just like they hated on Christian Bale for getting the role, just like they hated on Val Kilmer for getting the role, and just like they hated on Michael Keaton for getting the role. And these guys ended up being a lot of people's favorite version of the character so people do this every year like i love the comic book community bro but we can be so toxic sometimes watch the movie and judge on whether or not you think it's bad or good then if you watch it and you hate it hats off to you it's america we all allowed our own opinions and art is subjective but it's people like petitioning to not have robert pattinson play this character just because they want to see ben affleck's character get a solo movie and that's really stupid to me i've learned years ago to never and i mean to never get attached to a certain actor playing a role would i have loved to see more of affleck of course i would have but that's not how it works sometimes i'm a fan of the source material and i'm a fan of Batman. So I just want to see good Batman stories be told. If you make that happen, I'm happy. I just love the tone and the world building that this is doing. We're actually going to take a real deep dive into the character of Batman. The majority of this film is going to be Pattinson in the Batman suit. He's going to be having a lot of trouble balancing Batman and the life of Bruce Wayne. So needless to say, I'm super excited about this movie. It's your boy, Eddie Nightman. If you made it to the end of this video, I assumed you liked what you saw. So make sure you give it a like and consider subscribing to the channel if you're not already. Until next time, this is Nutty Before It Was Cool. I'm Eddie and I'm out.